Welcome back to our New Star Sports Agency podcast. We have added in an educational wellbeing segment called New Star Wellbeing to the podcast series. The first area of focus is finance. We will cover off budgeting, how to buy a house, and other investment options. Hope you enjoy the series. back to our um, New Star uh, Agency uh, Sports Podcast um, and our financial series. And today we're really lucky to have Tavita and Belinda Kalamatangi all the way from Japan. Hello, guys. How are you? Hi, good, thanks. Good, good. Good. Um, guys, how's everything over there at the moment? It's uh, uh, obviously a little bit colder than, uh, than home and obviously COVID's wrecked a bit of havoc to the start of uh this year's competition but uh light at the end of the tunnel yeah like you said it's pretty cold here it's winter so um we've had a couple of christmas uh white white christmases there so um mm. no it's, it's it's good here um obviously there's been a bit massive hike with uh covid um cases so our season has uh been drawn out a bit so we'll Got a new start date, which is um, February 13th. So if all goes well and teams don't have any cases, then we'll go ahead. So all we can do now is just pretty much train and try not to, to get sick, really. Great, fantastic. Well, mate, I, I'll give a little bit of intro to, to you, um, to suppose, T, in terms of what we've done to support you, um, just to give a little bit of background. So obviously, from your time in New Zealand and Super Rugby with the Chiefs, and, and Tasman, uh, you ventured to London Irish, and then obviously in the last few years you found home at Mazda in Japan, as was alluded to, mate. So um, I know that's one side of it, but uh, through our journey, I suppose I've been able to stay across the journey that um, Belinda and yourself have done in terms of your F45 journey, which we're going to talk about today, mate. So yeah, keen to sort of know uh, as much as you want to give away around sort of the the mindset you guys had around obviously going and um, having a go at this venture, um, some of the things that uh, you learnt along the way, some obstacles and, and sort of where you've got to now. Yeah, cool. Um, probably B will probably talk <laughs> this bit. Well, I guess um, the business opportunity for us kind of came out of left field, essentially. We were over here in Japan for T's first season and I got a phone call from my brother um, saying, have you heard of F45? And me and T both kind of thought, mm, we've heard of it, but don't really know too much about it, essentially. Um, so he said, well, do a bit of research and see what you think and um, do it pronto kind of thing. So we were, you know, crash a crash course into crash course <laughs> checking out what this business was like essentially on the internet there was no there's no f45 here in japan so um we made as many calls and google and everything like that as much as we could and then um got back to my brother and thought hey this this looks like quite a cool business something we could potentially see ourselves in um he had recently sold a business, so he's kind of the 
the business head around us and we um, thought we'd take a gamble and go into business with him and um, give it a go. Obviously, it's always been on the back of our minds that what what do we do once rugby's over, essentially? It's not yeah. going to be forever. The body guess, can't keep going. I guess <laughs> with going into business, you, you don't want to be going in with with someone that you don't trust. So it was good that it was it was your brother, it was my brother-in-law, and I, I trust him with my life. So um, probably a bit of advice if you're wanting to start a business, then um, having a business partner that you really trust. And um, yeah, that's what I can say about that. Yeah. So I guess it was kind of a, hey, you know, no time's ever going to be the right time, essentially. Let's see if we can make this work. See if we can, you know, obviously get the finance for it. Logistically, how are we going to make this work? Um, and, um, is, is Deluca agreeing with you or disagreeing? <laughs> um, so it was, yeah, just, hey, let's, let, let's give it a go, essentially. There's no... Yeah. You don't know if you don't try these days. So we kind of made it happen, essentially. And am I right? Yeah. In terms of doing that, you had to, like, I mean, um, a lot of the guys use residential property as a way, a, a form of investment. You, you, because you believed in what was happening so much, you you went through a process where um, to raise capital that you had to, um, I suppose, make some sacrifices elsewhere. Yeah. Um, we we did have property already, so obviously we had the collateral on that, and um, we were fortunate enough that with my brother having had a business and him going into it as well, they were able to help guarantee us through the process as well. So um, yeah, obviously having that was a big yeah, that was really the way we the process pretty we got into it. Um, so there were some quite um, no. some quite strong well, a, a few risks at start like I, I gather from what you've just talked around that it was as you said you had to go do your due diligence and do it pretty quickly but there was some risk attached to um, the business that you were getting into oh absolutely and especially coming like we're from Nelson obviously it's not the big city life that um, even Auckland and Christchurch are um, with F45 it, it isn't a lower scale kind of fitness facility so I mean the biggest thing for us is oh my gosh are people in Nelson going to pay for this service um, it's a hard one to get past people as well small town mentality oh, I'm not paying more than 10 bucks for going to the gym or whatnot obviously it's not that sort of scale facility so that was a risk in itself um, but obviously we wanted to make sure we made that impact, setting it up right from the start, having that um, family feel mentality and the right people, you know, helping us run the place. So it made a huge, um, you know, impact on people knowing, hey, this is really cool what I'm coming into. Um, it's definitely what it's yeah. worth. For us, it was like a, a risk that we were willing to take because for me, um, you know, these one-year contracts aren't really security, I didn't get is that. it? Could you try again? Oh, 
Um, yeah, so these one-year contracts don't really give us much security. And um, with this coming up, I was willing to do whatever it took to um, to make this work. And yeah, and what a risk it was. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, for us too, the season was still um, going for tea, so that meant I had to leave Japan early to come back and get the show under away with all the renovations and um, obviously selling the, the business to the, the community and whatnot. So, um, but talk yeah, us through that. Tough. Obviously, we had to be... B, talk us through that. So, yep. you, so in terms of... So the process was um, you... From what you're saying, it sounds like you were... Uh, you did your due diligence, you raised the capital to buy one, I gather, a license and two, um, a property then to be able to go and fit out or a, a rental agreement. Yes. How you went through that. So so with it being a, yeah, with it being a franchise, they obviously, like every franchise will have their own kind of terms or processes. Um, but with F45, you purchase a territory. So our territory to start with was Richmond in the Tasman district. Um, so once we had secured that, we then needed to find a premises, which we had a few options um, that we could go for. And then it was obviously, you know, sealing the deal, confirming a lease. Once we had that lease down, we, um, I mean, commercial lease is a bit different to residential, but it all depends who you lease from, whether they do the fit out for you or you personally yep. have to, you know, do all the yep. renovations. In our situation, it was we had to do the renovations to suit our needs. So essentially, it was like a, a blank canvas. We had to get an architect to draw up the plans for us because we had to put toilets and showers in, um, go through council to get council consent. Then once that's through, obviously, plumbers, sparkies, builders, painters, and whatnot. But we actually did a lot of it ourselves, Mr. Painter yeah. here. Um, <laughs> demolition team, family, friends. Saved yeah. a lot of money, that way. Yeah. So it's definitely quite a process. And in the meantime, too, a big um, aspect was it getting the marketing underway because when you launch, you obviously got to have people walk through the door to start with. Yeah. Um, so that's a whole nother page as well that you had to get the marketing. So did you do, did you, did you do the marketing too, yourself? So. Did you do the marketing yourself or did yeah, you? Between yeah. Us, yeah. Yeah, to start with, um, for the good first year, year and a half at least, we did all the marketing ourselves. Um, we're fortunate enough now to be in more of a position to outsource some of our marketing and whatnot now. So we're coming up having it um, been in business with our first studio for three years. Three years, So, um yeah, I mean, it's definitely built itself up over time. It does help that we do have my brother as our second business partner. So now that we're back in Japan, he's kind of running the show now. We kind of always wanted one of us to at least be the GM there, you know, showing face, creating that right environment um, for our studios. So, yeah, we do have two studios now after um yeah so how long, so how, when long we it, how long was it, it from was, having richmond and then and then working through buying um nelson city 
So when we went into this, we originally discussed that um, Nelson is too small to kind of have conflicting ownership between Nelson and Richmond. If anyone knows where that is, it's about a 10 minute drive between Mm. and nowhere else around. So we kind of went in from the get go saying we have to own both. Um, so we did negotiate with the F45HQ that, hey, we need the opportunity to purchase Nelson um, and kind of put a deposit on that. But we did have a time frame. It was essentially about oh, nine months, I think, that we had to confirm that we wanted the second territory. So... Um, we again took a risk and thought right we've got to do it so we opened the second studio within Richmond opened in February and then Nelson studio opened in November November of the same year so (laughs) it was huge so setting up two studios and everything it's quite a big task um but at least we did have some systems in place to start with for opening we kind of knew what we had to do rolling over so but in terms of that we then within another six months maybe set up another studio because we actually had to move our Richmond premises so it was a big couple of years for sure and T was in Japan for probably half of it (laughs) (laughs) it's perfect you can uh you can use T's folklore to help the business to get out of the way because of the, the quiet assassin and the um, the mates he has, and you do all the hard work, um, B. So oh, perfect for T. <laughs> um, so I, I know, and I, I know there was a um, there was a couple of obstacles that you've you know we've talked about uh, previously that were a little bit stressful. Um, do you want to talk about any of those? What was the sort of you know things that you encounter along the way? You got to be prepared for in business and just be able to roll with the punches a bit, I suppose. Well, I guess, yeah, the obstacle of having to move a studio was probably the biggest learning curve of all. Yeah, so just making sure that um, if you're getting into something that you really understand what's in the contract. Like um, for us... We had a wee noise clause. So there's a decibel... um, Uh, Yeah, a decibel figure, which obviously in the F45 industry you need music cranking and... We just had a few altercations with neighbours and uh, landlords, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So we actually ended up making the decision to, you know, if we want to continue running a successful business um, and even for our own sanity, mental health and whatnot as well, because it's a lot of pressure behind the scenes with what was going on, um, we decided to make the move of our studio and it's definitely the best thing that we could have done um it meant we moved to a bigger location a better location um yes it was tough at the time obviously having to come up with more cash flow but <laughs> hey you do what you gotta do and it's yeah it's learnings and yeah. i guess it's come it's out like, the other side yeah. on top of it all which is good probably learned a lot from that and t in terms of when you're, you're mentioning there um you know, the learnings around, uh, you know, really understanding what you're getting yourself in for. Is that, uh, is that something you do differently? Is there anything, if you if you drew back the clock and went through that process, more the, uh, the 
establishing process from the, the outset. Is there anything you do differently there through learnings, which is obviously great? Yeah, well, I mean, that was the big thing, probably. I mean, you get the contracts and you do get your lawyers to check over it and you think you understand it. But I guess we were going into a um, industry of, you know, what we <laughs> is the unknown as well. So yeah. we, we didn't know what a decibel, a generic kind of decibel reading was. So it was a little bit of a curveball situation. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't happen in regular Mm. kind of businesses you know but because we do pump the music there it was a bit of a it was a, it's a hard one because yeah. yes that's there's contracts that you need to understand the contract but um this one you, was a little bit left field it's, really it's hard to control um people i guess yeah like having our neighbors how they were we didn't understand that they would go that far you know what i mean like you yeah. can't control that sort of thing. So yeah. It's hard. Obviously, yes, if we knew that's that's how they were, <laughs> uh, we would have never been in that building. Yeah. For sure. So I guess it's just one of those things. You just need to roll with it and keep trying to get past it and, and um, look for a brighter day, really. So. Well, I... I um uh, you've obviously, as you said, you've been three years into it now and you've got, um, you know, I've been down and seen your, uh, particularly the, the Nelson F F45 in the city centre there and it's, you've got a, a great little crew in terms of people working for you and, uh, you know, some great um, clients that are in there um, non-stop throughout the day, it looks like it. How have you been able to keep that going? What's the, the key to keeping, as you say, Nelson's a little, you know, a town where, uh, it seems like there's uh, a bit of a, you know, once you get that culture going, it's sort of you can you can push it along. Has that sort of been the key, the forty-five culture and what you've oh, got your own? Absolutely. The culture for us is kind of everything in the F45 world. Um, that's what keeps our members sane and coming back. Um, we just wanted to, you know, create that from the start, which we have. And obviously with us, we were the face of it to start with always there meeting everyone finding about what they do you know their kids names and whatnot that plays a big part on that yeah sorry the Luca in the background is having a wee moment um and juggling it with kids too obviously so family support (laughs) helped out a lot with this but um yeah just creating that culture our staff, you treat your staff how you want to be treated. So, you know, that they're a part of our family too. If you, um, yeah, you've really got to look after the staff and listen to them um, and they have that mutual respect, you know. They treat the business as if it was theirs as well. They want to see the members coming back. So um, that's been a big part, yeah, finding the right staff, keeping them engaged with it as much as you are yeah. essentially. So I guess that's been the massive big point of difference from us to other I guess gyms is that we've built the business around the culture, family um, and just having building that community around that and um, yeah, understanding what your members want and why they keep coming back um, 
that's helped us to keep on top of everything. Have you had to tweak much of that, um, B? Have you had to tweak much? Because, I, I mean, that was the one of the questions I was going to move through, is that the, the industry is fast-moving. It's, really. it's always changing. Well, with us being a franchise, we have to follow the franchise program, obviously. So the HQ themselves are forever evolving, trying to keep ahead of the game too. So um, that helps as well. But I guess we try and give that extra um, service with our, within our own studio, making sure um, after every class, everyone does have a warm down, can chat to the trainers about anything that's going on as well, trying to, yeah, keep yeah. ahead of... So even though we're, like we're a that. franchise, we want to be keeping ahead of other F45s around New Zealand, so we want to be the best as well. So that's what keeps us motivated to, you know, keep pushing and... Um, Giving that a little bit extra. Yeah, and yeah. willing to if go that step further. Obviously, every business in New Zealand is probably in the same situation last year, having been hit by COVID, and thank goodness we got through that and were able to adapt and do online classes and everything like that. So we're thankful we got out the other side. But if anything has come out of that, I reckon that people are caring more about their mental health and well-being. Yeah. Um, they understand that that probably... Um, They've got to prioritise that and um, more and more people are coming through the door realising that, hey, this is so good for me. I need this release throughout the week to, you know, help me through. So that has been a positive that more and more people are actually wanting to invest money into their health and wellbeing and we obviously mm -hmm. come under that umbrella of being able to help them do so. So that's been pretty cool. Cool. Fantastic. T, I, um, uh, I, a lot of guys sort of, um, you know, in the journey that you've gone through, um, it would be good to get your thoughts on are there transferable skills that you've learned through rugby that you can obviously um, put into business and the confidence that obviously, you know, I mean, your fortune as well, mate. I know you're the first to say that around having a, um, an amazing wife that has the, the qualities that she has as well. But um, yeah, some of the transferable skills that you've been able to use through your rugby into the business side. Can you talk around that, mate? Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, I guess being on the rugby field, you got to have a cool head and all that jazz. Um, that's really helped me with like going through those obstacles earlier in the business. I'm just trying to stay calm and and. Um, and yeah, uh, what else? Um, I mean, obviously, the way, the, the way you're mentioning, mate, around you, you form your your um, the company. It very much to me would simulate the way a rugby team would be around community, family, and all that sort of stuff. So I gave you oh, for sure those values, yeah. Um, just having those those values that I obviously live my life by um, into the business. It really. It really makes everything easier. Um, and I guess, um, yeah, like you said, um, bringing that family vibe, the culture, um, supportive environment into the business, um, yeah, just it makes it easy. So it's, it's nothing different to what I'm doing 
within in this team at Mazda. Um, still the same sort of um, values and um, yeah, the transfers to the to the business. Fantastic. Mate, is there anything that you'd suggest just to sum or to finish things off um, to other families or individuals from a sporting background, particularly our rugby boys uh, that are looking to get into business? What would be, you know, a couple of key parts of the summing things up that you'd suggest they do? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, like we said at the start, um, if you're wanting to get into business, just finding or having someone that you really, really trust um, to go in business with you. If not, if you don't have that, then finding like a, a great mentor like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, obviously bouncing ideas off, off each other. So having having someone that you really trust really made it easier for us. Um, again, like being a Pacific Islander and, you know, sometimes we'll, bit too shy to ask mm. for help. Um, don't be too shy to ask for help. Um, that's probably the best thing you can do is ask for help. And, and if you even think you don't need it, yes, you definitely do. But you, you definitely need to ask those questions and be willing to, you know, um, ask those uncomfortable questions and because um, it's going to help you. Um, but yeah, if, if you're if you're wanting to get into business, I say go for it. Um, just make sure you you do your research and you like I said, you've got someone that you really really trust and um, and yeah, mate. Um, thank you to mate your advice, everything um, that you said, and and B, I know. Um, uh, as I mentioned before, mate, sometimes you're a bit of an unspoken hero and you've got a lot of respect from a lot of the uh, the boys around. So really appreciate um, <laughs> he and yourself coming on. And I think it's, it's made it's even fitting that uh, DeLuca's in the background because I know Mackay and DeLuca and um, your family are, are critical to the way you go about your business. And, you you know, B, you mentioned around um, everyone that playing a part of it and, and you've got that community far now feel a, a part of, you know, the way the F45s are run as well. So um, from us, thank you for um, sharing your thoughts and been a really interesting chat that a lot of stuff, a lot of guys can learn from. So once again, thanks a lot and all the best for the season, mate. Thanks for having us. Thanks, mate. Cheers.